refreshing and to see you know different kinds of themes that ch- kind of challenge you as an artist because Absolutely. when I, I said yes immediately because I was like Nicolas Cage versus Jeff Goldblum yes <laughs> sign me up I want to be there um, but it, it was kind of challenging but you should have seen the turnout for it and you should have seen how enthusiastic that audience oh was oh my god because, they were having such a blast because like I said we get so many of those versus versus Janet Jackson whatever oh, whatever right. and this so is completely the, different uh, yeah. with, the, with the dimensions of what a drag can be with, yeah you know. i mean our goals for it are that we don't do themes that you're going to see at other drag shows okay. ever as long as we can avoid it if either one of us has heard of it being done before we're not touching it and we want to play on things that are going to challenge the performers but really tap into a sense of like nostalgic fun for the audience of like that is somebody that I love or something that I love that I never would have expected being uh, paid homage to in a drag setting. So I want to go after that. So, and we're adding in other things, you know, I also DJ for the party and uh, do video art visuals and my partner Franzia does immersive decor. So we had for this first one, it was fairly minimalist, but we had a Nick Cage and Jeff Goldblum inspired photo booth and he does balloon art as well that he had set up all over the place. Um, but for we also want to do one coming up that's Dr. Seuss themed. I'm giving away all of our ideas, but I'm um, trying to get people excited. But uh, we want to turn the entire venue into like a Dr. Seuss kind of hellscape. So where does one find budget for such? and undertaking i mean as of right now we're paying for it all out of pocket i will say luckily with the first one we not only made our money back we made a little extra and we're able to pay the performers more than we intended that's huge often that's not the case yeah first time yeah that's great you guys on the ball yeah thank you so i'm hoping that we can just keep building it from here Mm -hmm. um other than that i'm also opening for the space lady at oasis in early july and uh, going to be doing Janelle Monet night at Mother. You can also see me this Sunday at Oasis. I'm working with Junk Jack Broadway on their Tony's viewing party. Fabulous. Full throttle boogie, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, can you guys hang out with me while we are call Chicago? Absolutely. Uh, we're going to be talking now to Georgie Porgy. Uh, we're running a little late. I hope he's still there. Uh, voted top 20 all-time dance performers on Billboard magazine. Wow. He's had ton of hits on his own uh, as a singer. He's a great singer. But he also produces uh, uh, singers and other artists and has his own label in Chicago. We're going to hear about his newest project. Let's uh, go back a bit and listen to one of his hits. Uh, this one's called Baby I Love You, uh, Georgie Porgy. We'll be right back with him live.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, back House of Pride Radio. Now we're talking to Georgie Porge in Chicago. Can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear. What up, Michael? How are you, Tweeka? I'm doing fine. I want to go around my room real fast and introduce you uh, to a sailor. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure. And pleasure to speak to you. And also, one last but not least, Miss Vanilla Meringue. Hi, Georgie Porgy. Hey, Vanilla Meringue. How you doing? I'm doing good, girl. How are you? I'm really, really good. It's great to talk to everybody. Thank you for joining us again. So tell us what's going on with you in Chicago. I know you've been busy. Very, very busy. Been, um, you know, just on the road again. I did some shows. I came home. Been in the studio, cranking out different records, working with... Uh, working on the next Luis Santiago. We just finished the DJ Q. Well, the DJ Q is out there right now with Barbara Tucker. That's doing phenomenal. Uh, number three on the sales chart. So been finished that record. Released a record with a guy named Mike Catherall. Great DJ, producer, mm-hmm. remixer out of England. We just dropped that today. The new Kano Marley's out today. It just came out. Luis Santiago's got something coming down the line, finishing that off. And beyond that, just a bunch, a bunch of records. And... I'm working on another Georgie Porgy record, so I'm excited. So Georgie as far Porgy, as music, we got tons yeah. of music coming. Uh, where do folks go to uh, to learn more about your your career? And, and they can go to musicplantrecords.com or go to georgieporgy.me or Facebook, which is Georgie Porgy. You can actually just find me as Georgie Porgy on Facebook. They allowed me to keep my name. <laughs> that was very nice of Facebook. Or you can go to instagram uh gp the artist and um uh twitter yep. anywhere it's all it's everywhere i'm really if you just google georgie porgy uh, with i e i e it all comes comes up so you can go out there and find me and see where i'm going to be next and i go to florida this weekend to do shows i come back and things have been good still I'm going happy, and i'm excited i'm gonna going to be remixing a, a brand new tweaker record what do you say? I'm gonna yes. Be the oh, yes. On the new tweaker oh, record. Totally See, forgot. you forgot your old record. That's Look right. I'm producing that. a record I'm, with Gypsy Love, a local San Francisco artist, and Georgie is gracious enough to come on board as a remixer. Much appreciate. It's going to be great. I'm going to send it over to you tonight. I, I've been so busy, but it's coming. No, Thank no, it's okay. You. It's no, no rush, but I'm just happy to be, you know, we got to pump that up too. So I'm excited. Can't like wait. I said, there's tons of great music happening. Um, things are really good. I'm working on some other stuff that you were, you saw us do in Florida, which we're not ready to announce yet, but we are in the process of, uh, creating something brand, brand new that's going to be coming out to the world. And, uh, I'm excited about it. We, you know, we, we started doing some, some work on it and it's, it's coming together beautifully. And, uh, just excited brother i mean everything is good i can't complain i know the industry what the, is is the industry is what the industry is you know with itunes shutting down the purchase uh, purchasing music which is really horrible um and streaming be where it's at uh i just believe that i'm thankful that we are doing very very well as far as we're still selling through track source through musicplantrecords.com you can always go to musicplantrecords.com and purchase our music directly there and it actually gets released there a week before it gets released to all the different platforms yeah and uh, mm-hmm. so i'm very happy bport juno anywhere where, where stuff is sale i mean we're available to with all the streaming stuff but i lag streaming just so everybody knows we lag streaming by six weeks why because i don't believe in streaming i'm sorry i don't believe half a penny and if i, if I may take 
a few minutes to say this, not a few seconds to talk about streaming to people so they can educate people. Streaming is a half a penny, and it only pays an artist a half a penny. And I know people say, but get a bunch of streams. No, even at 40 million streams, you're making no money. You can't even make a living on that. Even if you have a good year, you won't have a good year the following year because they're paying us absolutely nothing and it's unacceptable. So people, you need to know that if I come into your restaurant and I come to eat, if you stream for a half a penny, well, I want my steak for a half a penny. I want my baked potato for a half a penny. I want my vegetable for half a penny and anything I'm drinking for a half a penny. So I'll, I'll lock you in for a whole dollar for the meal because if you're good with streaming our stuff and not paying us, you should be good with us as artists getting food. And, I, and making this a big, I'm gonna, this is gonna be my new push going forward to educate people that this is not healthy for our industry. I like that. Your cutting edge of uh, standing up for what's right for the artists. Get him, Georgie. Well, I mean, can I be, thank you, but you yes. know, my thing is, I just believe that God has blessed me. I've been very, very, very fortunate and blessed. Michael knows, knows me now. I don't, you know, I don't live in the rafters with my head, but I've been very blessed. I mean, Billboard's named me top 10 dance artists of the decade. Then after that, top 50 of all time and sold millions of records. When I start screaming about something, it's not about me. It's the next Georgie. It's the next, everybody needs an opportunity. And if I don't scream about it now, they don't know how they're creating an industry that won't be there for them. That's why so many artists, and I'm not going to name them, there are so many artists that will go on The Voice or American Idol. Three weeks later after the show is done, I'll get a call because they don't know what to do now. They're done they're right off the show. And I'm not, when I name, if I name names, you guys would all drop. I just got a call from somebody who did very, very well on American Idol and somebody that just did very, very well on The Voice. And, you know, they don't know what to do next. You watch that show. Because Kelly the Clarkson? reality is... That's years ago. Huh? <laughs> Pardon me? What'd you Ke say? Did Kelly call you? Oh, no. Kelly, no. Kelly's getting a TV show. It was, that should put it in perspective. That right there, which is good, because you said that. Put it in perspective. Why <laughs> is Kelly Clarkson going to go host a TV show? Well, she's Why are they sitting at the voice voting on it? Because they, they also know that there's no money being made with the streaming stuff. Not every, think about all the biggest artists out there. They're all running to do something out there in a commercial. They're trying to, everybody's touring. You, everybody tours. Shit, if your mama puts out a damn record tomorrow morning, she'd be like, oh, I gotta go tour. So them and their mama's on tour doing tours. Why? Because streaming's kicking their ass. And the sad part mm. is they won't stop and come together and say, no, enough. So, folks, stop. you heard it here. Streaming, stay clear. Can you opt out of streaming when you put something yeah, up? Yeah, it's just the oh. bottom line behind it is you just don't. You, well, the artists have to band together, and what people need to do is realize that when they pay that 1099 to the streaming companies, that all goes to them. They're all becoming millions. You know, all the streaming companies are very, 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 very doing very well. And then, then there's going to be people, well, you need to have more streams. And I go back to it again. So, so now we're saying that when I go get my dry cleaning, I should only pay her a half a penny. When yes. we devalue, See how that works this out. is the last <laughs> thing I'll say. When we devalue music, then music is not has no value. Georgie Porgy has a point. 
God, I, I'm going to follow that uh, engine. If you, uh, if that, you know, if you're going to drive no, that I'm not train, with I'll be, you. This I'll is be going to be there. a big thing. I mean, this is why we're doing working on this other thing because I want to create a, a bigger voice and impact out there because I'm going to make people understand that we have to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Stop it. Stop with the whole thing. Well, that's what everybody else is doing. Well, like, you know, your mama said to you, everybody jump in the lake. You going to jump in the lake too? Stop it. Stop being stuck on stupid. We need to stop drinking the Kool-Aid. It does not make sense for you. I like that you artist. made a, a lake reference because you live in Chicago. That, that was cute. <laughs> that's cute. You- yes, we do. We got <laughs> here we don't have a notion like y'all let me tell you something i wish we did but we don't but we got beaches man-made beaches they're nice <laughs> do you do you live close enough do you have a view of the lake uh georgie where you live yes i do i'm very fortunate i have a beautiful view of the lake and it, it's very very nice now do you do you live do you have a partner or are you single no i am single and happy hmm. are you looking <laughs> I love it. Right now, no, I'll be honest with you. It's not fair to anybody because I'm on the road all the time. Yeah. You know, being on the road and working and and doing everything that I do in my life, it's very, very hard for me. It's not fair to somebody because it. it I have a very, very schedule. Now, does that mean that I always? No, at some point, you know, I've had different, you know, people, but no, nothing, you know. Not at the moment. I've, you know, dated and whatever, but it's just it's very hard. I mean, because. You know, there's a lot of demand comes through the industry. And, 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 and I'm not like saying that I'm not a part of it. You know, I also believe in, and we're going to talk about that, um, just, you know, when you find somebody, you got to find somebody that, that takes you from your level of happiness and above. People satisfy, go into relationships and they'll go, oh, it's okay, I'll be a little miserable. No, you've worked so hard to get to happy below happy is unacceptable and you know in, in the day and age we're living in and you guys can i bet you attest to this there's a lot of you know miserable people walking this earth who are just mad at the world about something so and i'm not you know i'm really in a great place in my life and i feel very positive even when i'm preaching about a happy penny that's not me being mad about it that's me wanting better for everybody Got it. Uh, yes. I, I love your energy. Um, well, we, we got to wrap up House of Pride Radio over here in San Francisco, but uh, let, let us know. You, do you have a, 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 what you got coming out this summer? Like I said, today we just dropped the Mike Catherall record, which I'm really excited about. It's called I Feel the Night. It has a progressive uh, house, tech house, and Jack and House mixes on it. The new Kano Marley dropped today. Luis Santiago's coming out. These are things that I've produced, co-produced or produced. The DJ Q's out there right now. Um, the new Bear Who record's coming out that is slamming. Uh, that's coming out too. Um, tons of records. And I'm in the studio working on a new Georgie Porgy record. So I'm going to have a new Georgie Porgy record. I know my last record I did with Barbara Tucker that you blessed us with your mix that did phenomenal and went number one on tons and tons of charts and did incredible. Did great called Love One Another. Um, I've got another record coming out just by myself. Me singing by myself and uh, it's a great song and I'm working on it. So I've got that coming. Very excited. Tons and tons of music. 
Well, we're excited to hear about it here on House of Pride Radio. Make sure you let us know when uh, that's going to drop. I promise. (laughs) All right, everyone, let's have a nice round of applause for the legendary top 50 recording artists of all time on the dance charts, Mr. Georgie Borgie. Thank you, guys. Great talking to you guys. Have a blessed night. Love y'all. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. 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 All right, all right, ladies. We got to wrap up the show. Uh, what else do we need to know about what you guys are doing? Well, you can see me on the main stage of San Francisco Pride on June 29th. I'll be there at 4 p.m. Uh, as a part of the Stud Collective's uh, performance slot. So I'll be there, and I'll also be at Cobb's Comedy Club on the 30th. Is that comedy? Oh, well, no, for, it's a brunch. Drag oh. queen brunch. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. Sailor? Uh, come see me in Sex in the City live at Oasis. You can get tickets at sfoasis.com and follow me on Instagram at the Cosmic Piranha or at Media Meltdown SF for more information about our upcoming events. That's amazing. You guys, thank you so much for coming. We come back. I hope so sometime. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Totally. Um, Well, you know, we've been here with the local luminaries uh, at San Francisco. We've been to Chicago. We've been to Houston, Texas. Uh, and New York City. Well, we have to go right back to New York City because Poondreka gave us a uh, two-minute uh, pod that she does every week for House of Pride Radio in honor of the fact that Martha was a guest. She did one entitled It's Ringing Men. So uh, should we have a listen? <laughs> totally. All right, Poondreka, take it away. Good evening and welcome to Groove Lines. I'm Poon. You've been listening to House of Pride Radio and we're going to do it to you in your eardrums and send you off with a bang. The song that inspired my poem this week is one of the greatest dance songs ever in a whole wide world, and I wanted to write something happy and fun. But then I did some research about weird things that have fallen from the sky, and what I wrote is mostly true. So maybe you do want to always have an umbrella. One afternoon in March, the year was 1876. The God-fearing wife of Farmer Crouch was making soap on her porch when she heard slap and slap and slap on the ground. She looked down not 40 steps from her house. And then and there, the sky was red, red meat falling from the clouds. Three whole minutes of red meat falling not like steak tartare, which Farmer Crouch would have ingested heartily, one might suppose, but they both, they being Farmer Crouch and his wife, say it was rather grisly, like a bear, or a horror movie such as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or even Fargo with that guy in the wood chipper, remember? And it wasn't even grisly, but still edible, like pot roast or meatballs or meatloaf, although some reported it tasted like deer or a horse or a bear or a baby. And to this day, no one knows what kind of meat was falling from the sky in Kentucky in 1876 for three minutes.
Thank you for joining us on House of Pride Radio. Please tune in next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for more fun. It is Pride Month. Let's celebrate together. Good night. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Come in after work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
show. We're at Piano Fight. It's a Friday. It's 7 o'clock. We're here with Sylvan Productions. This is comedy baseball. This is going to be happening every Friday here at Piano Fight. It's a great time. It's improv. We're going to be hanging out. You're going to be loving the show. Remember, this is not my show. I happen to be on this show, but it is Friday the 13th of April at Piano Fight. And this is Comedy Baseball with Sylvan Productions, hosted by Justin Gomes. So you guys, please enjoy the show that's going to be upcoming, a great live show here at Piano Fight on Turk and Taylor in the Tenderloin, very close to Powell Street Station. So coming over from Walnut Creek, you weirdos. A really great show here. Hope you enjoy.
tradition is going to work tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is that these two teams will tell jokes back and forth in a way uh, that will play baseball. Essentially, they're going to tell quick little improv jokes, and then depending on how you guys react to that joke, that's how good of a hit they're going to get in the baseball game. So uh, a secret to making this game really good is uh, when a joke is funny, we laugh, right? That's, like, uh, right? that's what we do. But when a joke isn't funny, you guys can't do that San Francisco, you know, like, hmm, you know, like, you know. when a joke is bad, uh, we boo, and we boo loud. Uh, otherwise, the game doesn't work. So can you guys do that for me? Can we all boo on three? One, two, three. Yeah, any sort of the better, any sort of reaction. Uh, depending on how you guys react, that's how the game works. So please react. Um, let's get into it. All right, let's bring up the game. Boom! All right. So our first game we're gonna play is back in my day. The way this joke goes is you go back in my day. We didn't have audience suggestion. We joke. You guys look at it really quick, but let's fill that blank. I need seven suggestions from you guys. What Self, do we got? Self-driving car. Self-driving car. Cool. Could be anything. Could be a job. Could be a person. What do we got, audience? Cell phones. Cell phones. <laughs> Apple Kaiser. 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 Oh, French bulldogs. French bulldogs. <laughs> Trump. Trump. Pigs in a blanket. Okay, pigs in a blanket. I like that. You guys are all over the place. This is a good crowd. <laughs> what was that one? Diapers. Diapers and online dating. Diapers and online dating. <laughs> All right. That's good enough. Dippers. Oh my God. It's a hard eye. It's a hard eye. Jay Huston of the Chicken Scratchers. Okay. Okay. So uh, you guys go ahead and do one of those five pitches that we selected up in the corner. Self-driving car Cool. Back in my day, we didn't have no self-driving car. We just had kids who drove us home drunk. <laughs> am I still up? Am I oh, let's see. subject you don't like, you can take a strike. And they have to give you another subject for that at that. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have self-driving cars. We had one-eyed blind horses. Ooh, yay. Aha! Right. No, a strike just means there's a strike. Oh, you're you're not out. This is comedy baseball. It's very similar to real baseball. No, it's 
Let's they give you a pitch.
All right, what do we got? Cell phones. Back in my day, we didn't have cell phones. We had cans that we put from house to house, and that was teaching and eat before it was cans. <laughs> <laughs> behind the curtain. Uh, when we're working on the ball bounce, uh, the programmer looks over to me and he goes, oh, I guess I'm going to have to use some trigonometry on this one. <laughs> and then I lit a joint and walked out of the room. So, <laughs> hey, sometimes glitches, huh? All right, all right, close up. Nigga stack now, but we've been still OT on the 
on that bullshit. I don't wanna have to do it, empty food clips. All these niggas talking robbing, they don't do shit. High Cali niggas tapped in, we a cook shit. Bustin' on my neck, niggas reach, get stretched. Rockin' with this tech, niggas better wear a vest. Last year I was broke, young nigga in the crest. I'll show 20 better broke niggas, keep the rest. I ie.com today for showtimes and tickets. This is the Joke Workshop every Monday from 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. This is the show where comedians do four-minute sets, and there's four minutes of critiques by their pedian, comedian peers, their comedians, their comedian peers, and uh, everyone's going to learn and have a good time. Uh, remember, means you have a minute, and you hear that horn, you have a minute. Get used to what a minute feels like. <laughs> it's a good thing to learn here at Joke Workshop. Uh, but hey, remember everybody, the microphones are out there for you to give constructive and wonderful comments on your comedian peers. Take notes. Uh, I'll be back here taking notes. And uh, and that is, that's how it works. You know, we're all here to learn and, uh, and work things out. New jokes, new stuff. Uh, and some comedians are just new, so everything they do is new. It doesn't even matter. All the material is new. It's great. Uh, your first comedian of the night, he's a lovely human being. He runs the board every Friday at happy hour. That's another open mic we have here on Fridays from 6 to 8. Put your hands together, everybody, for George D. Smith. You're too kind. You're too kind. If I had some money, I would put it in the bucket, but I'm going to put it on it. <sighs> I was thinking about one thing that was funny to me. I was thinking about Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Do you know who Jerry Lee Lewis is? Great Thank you, right? Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Ba -bum -ba -bum. One of like the, the progenitors of all the music that you like today. If you like, like rap music, comes from fucking Jerry Lee Lewis and shit like that, right? Honestly, it's weird, but if you take the time to look it up, it's there. Anyway, Jerry Lee Lewis. <laughs> what I always found weird about him was there's a world full of women, and the one fucking person he landed on was his second cousin. Isn't that weird? It's like nine billion people in the world, and how in the fuck do you land on your second cousin? Anyway, all right. Not as funny as I thought it would be. All right. Jesus Christ, that's going to be awful. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, yeah, that's weird. All right. Yeah. Superman the movie. Is it the dumbest title or the second dumbest title, right? Because it's called Superman, right? I figure, right, it's called Superman. You don't really have to give me two dots. 
and then say it's the movie because I already paid fucking money to go see Superman dot dot the movie and I was like well what the fuck <laughs> right like uh, where's the joke at I was trying to write it down there eh, give the fuck next all right <laughs> This is why I don't do jokes anymore, Pam, because I'm, I get too stupid and then I can't remember anything. Anyway, okay. let's, let's, let's stop doing that kind of joke shit. I hate that shit. I hate when I have shit in my hands. I hate when I feel, it makes me feel weird. Okay. Let me think about this for half a second. I, I bet, let me, this will be the end of the fucking five minutes. That's pretty good, okay? All right. What I really don't like about when like people's let's say my age or older or younger or something start talking about shit that they don't like. Well, first off, what I really don't like is you telling me what today is like. Okay? Cuz I already know what today looks like, okay? You know what I mean? Like when I hear somebody tell me a fucking airplane joke, "Hey man, when I was like 22 and I used to fucking fly all over the place, I used to be able to go up there in like 3 minutes, but nowadays I go over in the fucking airplane and TSA is up my ass with a fucking microscope. Can you believe that?" I know what today is like. I don't need you to tell me what TSA is like, okay, guy? You could leave out all that shit and hopefully put a joke in where the fucking first part was. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, so that goes on with me thinking about... I don't even know how the fuck I even got there, but I'm going to try to get there. Okay. But I think I get that way because I think about my old parents. And like I have like old thinking right and I think sometimes like people think like I hate when people call people they may hey man you got an old soul right hey man you got an old soul and you're like I don't have an old soul I have old fucking parents because they're like 38 years old and like they're I have old ovaries okay I have like old sperm and old ovaries and that means I have old thinking and old thinking I guess makes old souls and at the end of the day I got one fucking joke hey Pam yeah George what's up what can lifesavers do that guys can't Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. Stay up there, George. Yeah. I've got comments. I don't know if Jonathan does too. Uh, stay up there. It's comment time. It's comments time. All right. So, so, so first. I have to remember to tell a joke. So first you talked about your second cousin. Uh, or you talked about Jerry, Lee Jerry Lewis's. Lewis's second cousin. And I would somehow open that up to yourself. And it's like maybe you talk about yeah. your second cousin or one that you, a family member you were attracted to. or I absolutely someone. had one. That would be weird. But, but that or, would be or funny. Or make one up or that your last name is Smith and you think everybody's related to you. And so you're like, I'm constantly afraid of fucking my second cousin. So, but yeah. somehow. I wish I had my pen on me. Why don't you throw me one of those pens from back there? Just uh, uh, there's a pencil. What was the thing when they threw the pencils at the stage? But just somehow relate it to you because, Fine. like, 
Yeah, he was a creepy dude who was totally into his second cousin. But then the way to make it funny is to Mine. make it yours. Yeah. <laughs> and then with Superman the movie, I would do the same tag. Like, Superman the real man. Super- Mine. Superman like the Ubermensch. Superman Nietzsche style. Like, Superman like Superman the movie. Yeah, okay. But what Superman what? What else could you put? You know? Yeah, I know. More Superman loves Nutella. Like, I don't know. That, whatever. That. <laughs> Dot, dot, dot. So those were my comments. Oh, cool. Anybody else got any more comments for my horrifying set? I had the same couple of things, like, along the lines of what Pam was saying that... Tell I mean, a you joke make, once. You know, this idea with his second cousin. Like, how can you... I mean, is his sister even hotter? You know, or, like, is there some lyrics in his song that you can yeah, joke yeah, about? Yeah, for sure I could, yeah. Yeah, he got most inspired at family reunions, like something that goes a little further. Oh, no, there absolutely either. is. Yeah. Yeah. Great balls of fire. Like maybe he caught syphilis Goodness from his gracious. Third, He caught syphilis it's from his third cousin. It's my fucking cousin. Who gives a fuck? You get like, it's like such an easy joke. That's why I hate fucking writing comedy. Because like, because <laughs> it's easy. Yes, yes, yes. Huh. Make me so fucking mad. Okay, hold up. Uh, the movie. The thing that you're laughing at is that they're calling something that's obviously a movie what it is. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of some for you and I couldn't, but mm. there's got to be some others like, do you go to the DMV for a driver's license and, or do you go for a driver's license? And they call it the DMV. Yeah, there you go. That's or, funny. I don't know. That's dumb. Or, but like, I mean, you can get annoyed. Or it's dumb. Christopher Reeves fell off a horse and died. You know, like, <laughs> is that what that the movie know. called? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he was super Coca Cola. You know what I don't worry about is Coca Cola. <laughs> you know what I do worry about is Coca Cola, not cocaine anymore. It's fucked up, right? I'd rather have a Coca Cola than a fucking snort of cocaine every day of the week. It's so fucked up. Anyway, all right. I have so many better jokes on whatever I just said, but thank you very much. Thank you. Yay, everybody. Goodbye. Yay, George D. Smith. Yay. Today in the fills, we're listening to corn because I find it to be very throwback to when I was teaching junior high. And I find that sometimes joke workshop feels like teaching junior high, but your next comedian, man, actually you look like the, uh, like the, the principal that everybody would want to fuck. I could totally see you walking around the halls in a, in a high school with that suit on and like everybody be like, you fucking, I want to fuck the principal too. Everybody put your hands together for Allison Hooker. Nice, thank you. No, I um, I'm dressed like this because I'm actually uh, a real estate agent. I just do comedy for the money. Um, but actually, if you guys want to buy a house, please do talk to me after. <laughs> <laughs> or if any of you blow up, if any of you blow up, I'm I get the comedy circuit, okay? I woke up this morning and I went to work. I called it a daymare. Uh, anyone else? <laughs> so you guys, I was uh, I was on the phone with my sister today, and she told me that she caught my eight-year-old niece kissing a boy in the bushes. And I was, yeah, I was walking down the streets of San Francisco, and I was like, damn, that's crazy, because I just saw a grown man making six figures ride by on a scooter wearing a helmet and a backpack. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Like, trip off that, like, my eight-year-old niece is more mature than a lot of men in San Francisco. She, like, she, one day, was, like, kicked on her scooter. She's like, fuck this. I'm going to see what's going on in those bushes. You know what I mean? I don't know, ladies. I don't know if you, you're single, the only women in. I don't know if you're single, but do, are you guys single? 
Yeah, do you like being single in San Francisco? Yeah, it's, a, it's an appropriate response, actually. It's kind of a weird city to be single in. It's like a weird mix of, um, I don't know, awkward with too much money and then just kind of dicks. Like, I, I, got, I got nagged the other day. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to overlook you. <laughs> I got nagged. Do you guys know what nagging is? Yeah, a guy kind of like some backhanded compliment so that you think you have to like make yourself look good to him. So he comes up to me, he goes, you know, I usually talk to women that are younger, uh, but you have a nice body. It looks like you work on it too much. <laughs> and like immediately I was like, oh my God, I want him in my mouth. You know, <laughs> What kind of black magic is this? But then I had to just... <laughs> take a deep breath, get off my knees, like gather myself. And I was like, no, that was kind of rude. Um, but, but it's like, what's his goal? You know, like best case scenario, he gets me home, right? That's, that's the idea. And then we're naked together. And then I see his little tiny, teeny, incy beansy, pathetic soul. You know, cause guys, we can see that when we, fuck you, we can, we can. Women are weird, though. We, we like, work at finding something wrong with us. Uh, I had this friend who's like, my fingers are chubby below the knuckles. <laughs> or like, I have wrinkles on the back of my neck. <laughs> like, I have a terrible personality. I was like, girls, be easy on yourselves. You know, none of these things matter. <laughs> um, I was on an all-female show the other night, actually, and there was this girl on stage that was just really really getting on her boyfriend's case for coming too fast. Okay. And I was kind of like, damn, you know, I was sitting in the audience, like, okay. getting jealous. <laughs> hey, this guy sounds like a fucking dream, come too fast. Are you kidding me? Like, get that out of the way so we can focus on pleasing me and listening to me talk, you know? <laughs> this guy sounds like a fucking amazing. Um, what else was I gonna say? Oh, I'll leave it on this. Um, be, since all this hashtag me too stuff's been going on, my boyfriend wanted to talk to me about consent. And I was like, baby, you know, I'm, I'm consenting all the time. <laughs> like for those of you who know a little bit about me, I'm very forward. You know, I'll say things like, this post-pubescent puss is really in the mood for that wiener, you know? <laughs> like very clear, you know? Like come on down to the quick and easy, you know what I mean? He was like, that's what I wanna talk about. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, apparently my consent to him really feels like assault. <laughs> We're in a bit of a, a conundrum, a bit of a catch-22 here. You guys have been an amazing audience. Thank you so much for listening. Allison Hooker! Hope you can help me with my joke. Yay, yay. Well, the opening with the eight-year-old being more worldly is awesome. And then you did great crowd work with comics even. Like, good for you. Uh, rude, I feel like you can call him a nigger. I, I thought is that, that too much? I mean, I know you work with Hella Funny, so that your audience probably is there. But if you talk about negging for a while, and then you say, he was a rude negger, that's going to get, I mean, am I playing too hard to that? No. Uh, and then um, I also think that soul, I mean, there's a lot of ways to turn that, like, you know, so tiny his bank account and be like, I am a hooker. Ah, you know, like yeah. <laughs> the, the soul, I don't think it has the payoff that you, I think there might be a better payoff there okay. with something else. And then I think at the end, once you say wiener, which is hilarious, you should call back to the eight year old in the beginning. Okay. 
because it's like it's in the bush but now actually you have bush so it's like you're <laughs> i don't know There's okay some kind of eight-year-old callback there especially when you're like my pre-bed wiener like it's very childish okay it's funny thanks comments I really liked your set. Um, I especially liked how you can complain about things and people, like, you know, complaining about social circumstances without being too cruel. I, I, I just wanted to point that out because oh, I suck at that myself. And <laughs> oh, I'm going to take some notes from like you on that. I like being mean to people. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to learn how to complain without you know, putting other people down. So right on. I, I like that you do that. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thanks, other comments? Yay! Allison <laughs> Hooker! If you have extra time, which she did, you should use that time to tell people where your shows are upcoming or what have you, because why not? Um, all right. Your next comedian. Uh, it looks like a new name, uh, but I'm excited to have her here. Everybody put your hands together for Dvora Kazdan. <laughs> hey, guys. Are you guys ready for some Jewish humor? <laughs> So I'm not trying to be a stereotype right now, but I'm deciding between being an accountant, a comedian, or a rabbi. Um, I'm an accounts payable clerk by day. I'm trying this shit out at night. And my dad is a Jews for Jesus rabbi in San Diego who wants me to take over the family business. This is a true story. Um, <laughs> So when I told when I first told my dad that I want to be a comedian, he was supportive. He was like, "That's great, honey, but are you sure you don't want to be a rabbi?" <laughs> like, I love my job. I get to tell jokes in front of the congregation. I s can surf whenever I want. Yes, he surfs. Everybody in San Diego surfs. That's why I got the fuck out of there. Um, and I just thought about it for a second, and I was like, huh, but can I make jokes about anal and still be a rabbi? Because then I might consider. And then he was like, well, you know, honey, as Jews, we've been getting anal from the universe since before time began. So if you want to talk about anal, you have to be a Jew. Um, no, I think if I were a rabbi, I'd institute a second circumcision, which would involve full castration, like Lorena Bobbitt style. I'd probably walk around the congregation singing the, the Hof Torah blessing, like, Baruch Atad and I, snip. Eloheinu Melech Alam, snip. Sur Kol Amim, snip. Sadik Bakol Hadarot, snip. Notice the word Sadik in the blessing. <laughs> sounds like saw dick. I take that as a sign from God to saw some dicks off. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like your dick is already whipped out as I'm like reading the Torah portion. So I take that as consent for a second circumcision. Like, I don't think you could smash the patriarchy, but I do think you could slice it in one fell swoop. Um, I'm single. I'm not wor too worried about being single, though, because my grandma got more dick on J-Date than me last year. 
Um, she's a proper British Jewish woman. Like her accent is so posh that I can only repeat it. I could only do it if I repeat things that she says. Like she would call my house and be like, hi Liz, this is your mother. I'm just calling to wish you a good Shabbos. Or my friends call me the Duchess. Or you're getting fatter, fatter. Um, she was seeing a younger man, and by younger I mean 75. <laughs> and my mom called me up about it and was like, I don't agree with what's going on. Like, your grandmother took this guy home after one date. And I just was like, or wait, no, <laughs> I messed that up. Now, most people don't want to hear about their grandma's sex life, but I do. Um, and to my mom, I was like, first of all, like, grandma's basically dead. Like, let her go out with a bang. Get it? Bang. And second of all, I was thinking, like, what am I doing worrying about finding a boyfriend? Like, I'll just catch my dick when I'm 86. Okay. You guys are awesome. Uh, I feel like you're missing an opportunity at the beginning. Uh, the three of us walk into a bar, okay. like me, myself, and I. Or I think there's a cheesy joke there with like an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and what was the third? An accountant, something, and a stand-up comedian. Why walk? We walk into a bar, or whatever the three of you are. Uh, and surfing is. Um, I'm surprised because you know it makes sense for the Christians down there because it's like Jesus walking on water. They're like, I just want to walk on water. Yeah. And I feel like that could be a tag for you that. Everyone's walking on water. Jesus wasn't so fucking special, was he? Uh, and then there's a thing uh, called, well, it's a, it's a, it's, I don't know. Surfing is like, anyways. Yeah. All, and don't surfers all think they're God or something that the, the earth is breathing. Uh, circumcision, <laughs> circumcision is choice is decision. It, that's, a, that's a group of people that go around. You can tagline them. It's like a thing on the internet. Circumcision is choice is decision. Anyways, I just feel like you're talking about circumcision. That was okay. lovely. I, it's just, it's a movement that exists. So I, I don't know. I'd just be interested in whatever, uh, like but the that's movement all is for them to have. Like, yeah. It's like oh, okay. the idea behind that is like adults that don't, that kids, you don't, not forcing your children to be circumcised when they're babies, but like waiting till they make the conscious choice when they're six, 15, 16, 17, 18. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's oh, okay. circumcision, his choice, his decision. It's a whole movement. But that's why, I mean, you're jo the concept is very edgy of what you're going to, and I, and I like that, and I would just keep delving, because I'm, I'm interested in the concept of like, I don't know, it's a social idea of circumcision. Is it supposed to happen because it's clean or not, or it's a Jew thing? It's, we white people do it because we're lazy. Like, I don't know what's happening with that, but I think it's a good place to delve into because it's unique yeah so that's all i have to say yeah it's fun i actually knew someone in college who said that um circumcision was the number one human rights violation in the world which wow. i yeah i wouldn't call it number one but <laughs> that's that's probably a little too far but yeah no it's a real thing so you can play with that i also i really like the premise of uh like your grandma taking a guy home on the first date and you you stopped yourself because you messed up the joke but i i really just wanted you to say like mom it could be her last date like <laughs> like that's she's got only so much time like that's a that's a fun premise to play with so um, yeah that was great 
I just wanted to point out when you were doing that prayer that uh, if you, uh, it's, you're sp it's supposed to be singing, right? Like there are notes yeah. in it. If you pronounce that a little bit more, I think it might accentuate the snip part. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I also like the, the line that you had where uh, you were saying like, um, most people don't know, want to know about their grandma's sex life, but I do, right? Yeah. Like, I just like that like pause in there. I, I just wanted to point that out. That's just like a fun thing. Another really fun, silly thing that I kind of wanted to know more about was uh, your dad, because just the idea and the imagery of a surfing rabbi is just like so silly and fun that I, don't, I just kind of wanted to know more about that character, right? And yeah. just like that world that he lives in. But it was great. Yeah. Everybody clap wildly. Yay, Dvorak has done. We are moving along here on the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I'm excited for your next comedian. Uh, he he was on a virgin, um, a podcast called Some Call Me Tim a Wild Back, and uh, it was a great interview, and I enjoyed it very much. And uh, he's here now. He's a great storyteller. He's a funny guy. Can't put your hands together for Justin Q. Thank you. Um, I don't want to cause trouble, but I just have the perfect joke in my pocket to follow that conversation. I think that circumcising your kids makes you a bit of a dick. Uh, I wish I had more than four minutes. I would love to talk about the paintings in this room. I understand that they were done by a woman, is that right? And I want to meet her. I think that this is my type of person. I think, I think we need to hang out if you, if you want to hook her up with me. Um, all else I've got is I'm just going to whine about dating for a few minutes, uh, as many of these as I can get through. Dating isn't fun anymore. I think it's been ruined by technology. We can all agree with that. I can swipe left and right till my hand is tired, and she still needs to get out her vibrator. <laughs> Meeting women online is also no fun. It's like a raffle where the only prize is disappointment. A lot of girls I meet online tell me they're polyamorous eventually or right away. And you know, and you know, I'm, I think it's great that, uh, that you're getting so much action. But for me, being with a girl that a bunch of guys are fucking is like eating a sandwich that a bunch of guys are fucking. Sometimes I'll meet a girl online and I'll get all excited. I haven't been on a date in a while and I show up and she looks nothing like her picture. And I'm always so disappointed by that, I barely let her spend the night. Uh, they say the thing about online dating, I don't know if you've heard this, that the odds are good but the goods are odd. Ever heard that? Uh, it's not true, the odds are not that good. Uh, I figured out actually, if you take what I earn per hour, right, and you multiply that by the amount of time it actually takes me to get one girl to meet me in real life from the internet, I could take all that time and money and I could buy a shotgun and blow my fucking head off. I know complaining about online dating is like passe, it's boring, everybody does it, but you know, it's also not fair because it's only thanks to internet dating. I actually sleep with a ton of women every year, which I think if you do the math is like seven or eight. Um, a lot of guys measure their sex lives entirely by the number of women they've slept with, and that's, that is wrong to do. It's the number times height over weight. It's 2018, learn math. 
Um, I would quit online dating. I'm sick of it. But it's even harder to meet women in real life. It's just gotten so confusing. Like, I thought it was going to be a lot easier to get laid at a slut walk. <laughs> I'm not sure what I was supposed to expect. Um, but I'm not ready to give up yet. I'm very stubborn. I don't give up very easy. I'm the kind of guy who I kept the same condom in my wallet for years before I could finally admit you're only supposed to use them once. <laughs> um, Trojan, by the way, not the best name for a condom. The Trojan horse is known, right, for sneaking in and breaking open and releasing a bunch of men who ruin everything. <laughs> Uh, where are we? So I've had a lot of relationship problems. I'm, I'm pretty bitter. Once I was with this girl and like I was more into her than she was into me. And she had a problem with that. She said it was a waste of a perfectly good strap-on. Uh, and when she left, it just made me want to extinguish hope forever. Kind of a stupid name is Hope anyway. <laughs> I know I sound bitter, I know like I sound, you know, but I've, I know I have my part in all this too. Like, before I can really love someone else, I know I have to love myself. It helps me last longer. <laughs> I don't get what the big deal is about makeup sex. I hear people rave about makeup sex all the time, and I've tried it. It's not any more fun than normal, and it takes forever to get the lipstick off my cock. <laughs> Uh, I think that's about all I can fit in, right? All right, thanks. Yay, Thank you. Hey, Justin Q! Uh, wow. Uh, you have you have really great writing, and uh, I think it sounds great on the radio because memorization is a thing. Like, nobody would know in Radioland. It was so funny just listening to it. Yeah. Um, but... And that works for this medium, but having it, and there, it's really good writing and it's probably new stuff, but memorization will help you just in your regular stuff. Yeah. But your delivery is so funny because with, you said you shoot, you're going to shoot yourself. I was thought that was very funny. So kudos. It's hard to, it's hard to make a suicide joke. Uh, funny. I've got a lot of those. And the ton, the ton Why thing, I like this chick. your math jokes, the reason that you can't get a lady is because you tell math jokes, but no, they're really funny. Like the math jokes are really, really funny. The, ton and mm -hmm. then the weight over thing that was all very very clever very mm -hmm. clever 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 mm -hmm. so yay i just say just memorize all that shit and you're yeah, good to go that's the yeah i keep rewriting it and i can never remember the order but i'm trying to finalize it yeah i would okay this forgive me if this sounds weird but i think you should play up the jokes that you said that made you sound a little creepier because that yeah. was a really fun angle to hear that from because i think everything that wasn't a, like talking about extinguishing hope that that's oh i was gonna say which jokes were those yeah yeah exactly extinguish hope um i have more like that yeah uh yeah you could even uh if you want to uh because okay and this is i don't mean to say anything i uh, like you don't seem like the guy who has who is with six or seven women every year which is okay i'm not i'm mm -hmm. actually not that guy mm -hmm. so but i'm saying if you do that ton joke uh like if you say i've slept with a ton of women in my life and it's like that's like two or three like um then maybe it's a little tighter and so life and not year yeah i think i i think that that would be funny because it it shrinks the number even more uh oh so it makes me look more like a 
like it like makes a, them fatter. Yeah. Oh, I see. It because if you sleep with a ton of women of and there's, so there's four this, of them, that means they were all 250 pounds. You're calling them fat, which is so like instead of every year, just I've it's only because of online dating. I've slept with a ton of women. Yeah, which or, is I think yeah like you could say in my life or not. But yeah, there's there's definitely like a lot of fun little things you did. I would focus on those. Um, those jokes that got laughs here because when you got laughs they were quick they yeah. were very quick jokes and that's those are fucking great so mm-hmm. yeah do that that was, that was fun awesome thank you yeah so yeah do that that's great <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I just want to yeah. dude super clever a lot thank of you. really clever funny stuff um I was just the, uh, the only thing I was going to point out was that like for your darker jokes that landed for me what really made it like made me feel comfortable despite how dark they could be yeah. was just like you had like a little like smile on your face just to kind of let like the, everybody know that you're you know you're just like we're having fun yeah right and yeah. so like I know you can't hear it on the radio so but, but you, sorry, it you came can, across you can hear it, a little. it yeah. came across listening wise like you can that hear you were it a very likable you can hear and, smiles yeah, yeah kind of yeah it just made it fun yeah, yeah. thank you it was cool thanks very much um, my only thought was I, I really liked your stuff. It's so funny. Thank you. Um, I think that the the ones that had the like moment, I would almost want to see them earlier. Cause like yeah, I someone told like, me the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like we we start to like really like you, and then you do like a bomb drop. I'm like, wait. <laughs> so I feel like if yeah. you did them first, I don't know. I just I just think it would make some of the other ones. Can you point out which ones, the, like the ones uh, right? The one where you like, I would go buy a shotgun and shoot my head off. Right, like, okay. I so like anything that's really familiar. uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would just set the tone. That's just my opinion. Because I have difficulty telling which ones are more and less uncomfortable to people. Uh, I'm going to have to run that by. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very um, helpful, though. Thank you. There's just one suggestion. Live in your jokes more. Be like louder and like more present. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I don't do that. Stand anymore. by the things you're saying firmly. Yeah, and that's it. And I'm then there'll them, be yeah. jokes, and I'm, then you'll be fine. I'm reading them a different way every time and seeing what works. And yeah, yeah. Stop, stop. You're right. More, more. Yeah. Yeah. Just memorize them. And then when yeah. it comes out the way it comes out, because it's memorized, it'll, you'll see what, it's, then you can play with it that yeah, way. Yeah. I think it's easier for it to naturally come out and then decide which way you want it rather than trying to plan which way you want. It. Like right. just learn the words first and you'll be fine. Yeah. I don't care any way you learn the words when you learn them, land on them and stay on them. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yep. Okay. I like That's it. all I'm saying. I think that would be good for you because like at least you know, you'd have the audience with you, good or bad or indifferent. Cool. You know, that's 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 my only suggestion. Everybody well, clap you. for our favorite creep, Justin Q. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not creepy. You're a very lovely person. What a lovely guy. You're an ex-comedian, another lovely lady. She's been producing shows. You guys should go see him. Put your hands together for Cass Inglesby. <laughs> So, um, are you guys sports ball fans? Any sports ball fans in the room? (laughs) So, if you guys been watching uh, the March Madness, like all the basketball tournaments are going on, yeah, I have a really hard time watching basketball, um, mostly because of the commentary. It's like. uh, the game's tied at 69, or um, he got to the rejection, or um, he keeps feeding the horse. I really don't know what that one means, but um, it sounds really dirty. 
so yeah um I, it was similar um when i in high school when i was trying to read lords of the flies have you read you guys read lords of flies yeah um so i had a really hard time i couldn't i didn't read it i was listening to it on an audiobook because that's what i do um and uh i had a really hard time listening to it because it was like piggy blew, uh, piggy bent down and blew the conch i'm like i okay i can't listen to this much this is this is too much for me uh yeah so i i have a dirty mind i guess um i started looking at porn when i was nine years old um I, it was a playboys in my grandfather's bathroom um now as an adult looking back it was i i, I, they, were, I they were really dirty thinking about it thinking about those magazines are probably really dirty not not because of the imagery but because they were my grandfather's porn collection yeah um uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, and so I, I'm a little weird. I get made fun of a lot. I have a lot of uh, nicknames and stuff like that. Um, in high school, someone someone would call me freak, and then they would like run down the hall um, as if I was like gonna cast a spell at them or something. And then I would yell back, "But I went to your brother's funeral." Um, yeah, I'm not very good at comebacks. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so. Um, what else is going on? What else is going on? Yes. Um, yeah, so there was rumors. There's been rumors about me uh, because I'm weird. Um, like uh, like that I slept with the math teacher and gave myself an abortion and um, kept a fetus in a jar. Um, I don't really know where this came from. It's not really, it's not true. Um, it was with the science teacher. Why else would you keep the fetus in a jar? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I think what else is, what else is going on in my life? I don't know. I got a pap smear the other day. If you're not familiar with the pap smear, that's uh, when a stranger fingers you for business, not pleasure, uh, and the state pays for it because I got Medi-Cal. Um, so that's they found out that uh, my uh, cervix is right leaning. Um, so there's no there's no health problems with that. It's just there will be more debates when I have to get an abortion. Um, I, but I, I am left leaning. I only have tattoos on the left side of my body um but uh yeah uh, i think yeah i think that's good uh i think that's what i'm working on today so thank you Cass inglesby Um, when you were doing the cast a spell thing, I was like, why? Because you were carrying a Harry Potter wand or um, was it like magic, like witchcraft magic, like from the craft where you were like lighting candles or was it, you know, Harry Potter witchcraft, like with you were playing Quidditch in the halls, something fucking weird and uh, left leaning. I feel like you have a tag there where you can get political and you can be like, you know, I, I only cried about Bernie Sanders once or mm. something, something like left leaning because obviously like. I'm left-leaning, all my tattoos are on one side, and, you know, I, you know, something super leftist, and, and everyone should have homes, well, although that's not funny, and that's true, but some, think of something super, like, left-leaning that mm. people would say that are, like, you know, on the verge of socialism. I'm sure you can come up with lots of things. <laughs> okay. Uh, before I compliment you, I want to make sure you're doing this on purpose. That your, sorry, your delivery is great. I think it's very funny. The way that it's sort of like unconfident, you look at the floor and you're, you know, it's very, got a nerdy vibe, you're doing that on purpose? Um, it started out as not on purpose and then I started utilizing it as, as part of okay. what I do, yeah. Cool, I think that's, I think that's great, I think that can go very far. Um, one thing for me was I, for a couple of your jokes, I wasn't really sure whether you had made the punchline or not, and I okay. think you could clarify that, so when you said your cervix is right-leaning, 
I thought where you were going with that was that it has Republican political opinions. <laughs> yeah. And that was the joke, right? Yeah. I wasn't yeah. totally sure of that oh, when you okay. finished. <laughs> so you can I, say I, your uterus voted for yeah. <laughs> Trump or something, yeah, yeah, or something like my, my uterus put in for Ted Cruz. Something that leads into the rest <laughs> of the day, but I, I think that was all okay. pretty good. My uterus has Santorum in it. Sorry. We looked up Santorum today, and boy, was that fun. He did, he did something else again, terrible. He was like something in the real news, and Jonathan was like, Rick Santorum. I'm like, yeah, that's the thing that has to do with anal sex. And he's like, what? Anyways, sorry, totally not. Does anybody have any other comments, or will you tell us where your upcoming shows are? Because I know you produce things. Uh, yeah, so um, I co-host a radio show on another station. Sorry. No, no, um, FCC free. You yeah, get, so, we have no problem with FCC free. Okay, cool. Tell them about it. What day yeah, is time um, so for it to download? It's great. Yeah, so on Sundays from uh, noon to two, it's called What's Really Happening with uh, Luke Sauer, and I'm the co-host. Um, so you can, can check that out in FCC free radio. Absolutely. Yeah. org. Which way is it? Uh, if you Google it, it's the first thing that comes up. So. Fantastic. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, don't you produce a show at Slate? Yes, on I play, uh, every fourth Saturday at Slate Bar. Um, it, uh, I produce a show. Um, it's from 7 to 9 uh, every fourth Saturday. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Everybody, Cass Inglesby. <laughs> All right, moving right along, your next comedian. She's actually on an upcoming uh, showcase at Milk Bar, and I'm sure she'll tell you all about it after her jokes. Put your hands together for Angel Weaver! What's going on, everybody? Party time. Um, I recently got really sick. And I think it was from a mic, an open mic. And I was like, I kind of wish open mics were more like strip clubs where you have to wipe it down afterwards. It's disgusting. Uh, but I lost my voice. But I went to, don't worry, I'm not contagious, Kaiser said. Sometimes I wonder if doctors just say that to get new business, you know? <laughs> like, don't worry, you're not contagious. <laughs> Go to work. Breathe on people. I love it. Um, but I do have this... <laughs> Uh, I'm sad that joke went so well because I can't use it when I'm not sick. Okay, um, so I have this raspy voice that I think is cool now. I kind of wish my voice sounded like this all the time because then I could be like a phone operator, like, hey, big daddy. You know, like, what can I get you? What do you want? Oh, yeah. Number five with fries, pull up to the next window for your total. <laughs> I think that could be kind of cool. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about the Me Too movement, which I think is really sad. Like, people are just assholes. Um, and but and I, it made me start thinking. I was like, has this happened to me? Like, has this happened to me? Like, has someone given me a pill before sex and tried to take advantage of me? And I was like, I definitely haven't been given a pill before, but I've definitely been asked to take one after, you know? <laughs> Plan B. Plan B is interesting. I'm like, Plan B is an interesting name for a pill that uh, doesn't allow for you to get pregnant because, like, there's so many other options, you know? Like, it's definitely not the second option. Like, there's condoms, there's birth control, there's the POM, the pull-out method. Like, there's a ton of things that you can do, but I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, all of those things have a little bit of a risk, right? Like, condoms are not 100%. 
neither is birth control, neither is the pull-out method. So maybe plan B makes sense because plan A, the only thing that's going to really prevent pregnancy, uh, anal. <laughs> plan A for anal. <laughs> I, so when I was writing that joke, I Googled it because I wanted to make sure it was true. I was like, can you get pregnant from anal, though? Um, and it turns out you can if a little bit of sperm just travels from your asshole right into your vagina. So you're welcome, in case you guys were wondering that. I was like, if you get pregnant from anal, your kid is definitely going to be an ass, right? <laughs> He's going to be an asshole. Uh, speaking of kids, I don't see a lot in San Francisco, but I did see... A mom and a daughter getting on BART the other day, and the daughter went to go sit in the reserve seating, and the mom was like, no, you can't sit there. Like, those are for special people. And the daughter, like, in all her cuteness was like, but aren't I special? <laughs> and the mom was like, honey, no. <laughs> and, like, went, and, went, and I was like, that is such good parenting. Like, I feel like when I'm a parent, that's definitely something that I'm going to do. Um, all right, I'm going to end on an Uber pool joke because I feel like I tell Uber pool jokes all the time. So I take a lot of Uber pools. Um, and one thing that I love about Uber pools is that they let you know how long it's going to be before they come. And I really wish men would start doing the same, you know. <laughs> like an hour too long, cancel. I don't need that. All right, guys, thanks so much. Yay! Angel Weaver! I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, how nice that you have uh, insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in your voice, but I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, really funny stuff. Um, the only thing I would be careful of is, um, it, this is so weird, but I mean, like, uh, maybe like six years ago, even I did a joke about the butthole come going into your vagina and becoming a baby. So, uh, there's, um, I, I, I know I'm sorry. I just, it's, I know it's so obscure no, and I'm no, sure no, it would be helpful. like, but it's one of those things where like I did this one joke in the beginning and I, it was about how much pubic hair I have. And I was like, I have a chastity pelt. And I thought I was so fucking original. I was like, I'm the smartest person alive. And then like, I met like six other people that had the same punchline and I was like, Oh, but just yeah. something to be. I don't know. Aware of? Aware of? Yeah, I mean, but it's mighty specific. But you're, it was very funny. You're, you're even, even low energy. You're still really entertaining to watch. And no, I mean, I know. And, and, and the stuff about sickness, like that's all really topical and you're talking and you have great personality. And so it's just enjoyable to, you know, listen to. Thank you. Yeah. I really liked your first joke about how people fucking get sick and fucking talk right into a microphone and spit all over the goddamn microphone and please don't fucking do that oh my god but no it's great um now the other the other thing is um you did it and you're fucking you're a great writer like you've 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 got this shit down you do you pace uh, when you're on stage, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it gives this it gives this like sense that you're not as confident as mm -hmm. you are or should be. Okay. Um, so just try like doing a set where you just got your feet just in place, and even if you don't like tell a fucking joke the whole time, just like as long as your feet stay still, that's a good set, and just kind of see how it feels and see if see if it like helps shit land better. But, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Max. Helpful. 
Yeah, I just want to echo what Max said about the first joke. It's super clever, and I'm glad somebody finally said it. <laughs> tell, tell us about your upcoming showcase at Milk Bar. Yeah, I'm on a showcase the 13th of April at the Milk Bar. Uh, the show's produced by Graham Galloway and a couple other folks. Um, I'm also going to be at Cobbs on the 22nd. If anybody wants to get on my guest list, just slide my DMs. I'd be happy to add you. Uh, yeah, 13th and the 22nd of April. Come see me. Everybody, Angel Weaver! Yay! Something happened with my music and it's off. Okay, that was weird. I was like, what is happening with the world and the music? Yay! All right, you're next to me, and he's been giving great comments all night long. Put your hands together for Casey Fields. Hey, so uh, I know this is joke workshop, but I, I feel like um, I, I got to call an audible and uh, just um, uh, just be re <laughs> just be really honest with you guys about um, uh, where I'm at. I just wanted because I just really need help with um, performance and truth and um, listening to your inner voice in comedy. And this seems like a supportive room. And I figured you guys are good to talk to about this because I have no one else to talk to about this. Um, so I'm an insecure person. Uh, I didn't know that I was up until like maybe recently, um, but I am. And um, uh, okay, sorry. I'm gonna actually put money in here just because you guys, I feel bad that you guys had to listen to this. And I know you guys didn't expect therapy. I don't have money for a therapist, but I came to put $5 in the fucking thing. Uh, anyway, I'm an insecure person. I, I, I grew up in, um, in a uh, strict Christian uh, background. Like that's where my, my, my mom is like a Japanese Christian. So it's like extra like persecuted Christian. And so it's really um, in my bones and uh, yeah. And um, it's, uh, it's part of who I am to be kind of uh, afraid of things. And um, last year when I started doing open mics, uh, I started by doing like a lot of one-liners and um, those are like lots of fun. I still love one-liner comedy, you know, like it's really, really fun. And um, I, I eventually, like maybe about like four months in, started to get actual laughs, like people actually responded to things, uh, which was nice. But I still kind of felt this, like I, I wasn't, it, it didn't like satisfy that part of me. And I think it's because when I was growing up, um, Comedy was not just an escape. It was a way for me to understand the world. Uh, I like, grew up with like, um, you know, no cable, right? I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of movies, right? I, I got taken out of school when I was 15 because like my <laughs> parents found out that they teach <laughs> evolution <laughs> in school. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cosmos blew my mind last year. It really, like, anyway. Uh, and uh, it, it's, and uh, one of the things that I really struggle with, just because of this, this who I am, is uh, I, I wanted to be like a lot of these other open micers, like Valerie Vernali, right? Um, 
Greg Gettle, um, yeah. you know, Matthew Quirk, these people that come up on stage and it feels really real because they're, they're really speaking their truth, right? Even if you might disagree with them, it's still their truth and their voice. And it felt so, it, that's what really made me laugh, that like gut level laugh, yeah. right? And I was like, I, I just wanna, I wanna fucking do that. I wanna do that so bad. And I got around to writing that material, like finally, recently, I felt like, and um, this last week I've been hitting mics hard with, you guys, <laughs> and, and, you know, and everybody here I've seen, right? And um, it, I, uh, I've, I've been I've been chasing it really hard, and I've, I've noticed that one of the hardest things for me is to make eye contact <laughs> with people in the room. And even though I can, I, I know my set by heart when I'm rehearsing at home and just pacing back and forth in my in my bedroom. I, I when I go on stage, I I make eye contact with the audience and the words just fall apart. I fuck up the order, right? I get the I get the um, beats wrong, right? The, my my um, my timing gets all fucked up, and. Um, I, I just wanted to, I, I know I'm not alone. I know everybody has nerves. This takes a lot of courage to come up on stage. That's part of what it is, right? It's like, it, it's an act of bravery. You, it, that's what, there has to be stakes, right? You're kind of expressing yourself. So I just want to know if you guys have any tips. <laughs> I know you might just be like, I don't know, man, you might have to see a doctor and get medicated. I don't know what to tell you, but, um, and that's okay too, if you don't, if there are no answers. But uh, I was just wondering if you guys had anything, you know, for warming up, just getting comfortable with audiences maybe it's just time like I, I, you know um, but uh, that's all I uh, wanted to share so thanks hey stay up there Casey Fields okay first I have a tag for you your ja mom was a Japanese Christian it was no loaves five fish <laughs> right because it was it's supposed to be five loaves and two fish and then with that he did the miracles and fed hundreds of people but Japanese Christians are no loaves five fish I think that's fucking hilarious but uh, we can start that conversation you wanted to start with people which is um, you know how do you get comfortable what do you how do you do do you have like a warm-up do you you know do you look at do you do add crowd work do you practice crowd work like what do you do yeah I mean uh, no I um I, I used to be able to look people in the eye when I wasn't invested in the joke, right? When it wasn't me in it. Uh, but when I started expressing myself and being actually honest, sure. right? And not just making up fun little absurd things. Right. Uh, that's when things started to fall apart. And I know it's something just in here. I, kn I know it is. Um, and I was just wondering, yeah, if you guys have any tips. <laughs> First of all, stop telling yourself you're insecure. Okay, that's good. That's a little bit of neurolinguistic programming. That's if you if you remember that everybody feels like you could be judged for saying something that's yeah. true about yourself, and we all just walk around doing it anyway. You just go, well, I'm not. There's, I'm not worse than them. I'm not different than them. I can be confident in what I say too. Yeah. Step, uh, tip number two: Go slow. Take a five minute, take a three minute bit, and do it in five minutes, so that you have time to think while you're on stage. So that you can, time. so that you don't fuck up every time. So yeah. that you can take a minute and just go, I'm going to do this right. Because then you'll get it in your muscles and you'll do it right faster next time. It's like playing an instrument. Your body's yeah. an instrument. Yeah. All right. Awesome. That's what I would say. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to basically say what he said. Basically, I think that one's off. Slow down. I think that one got turned off somehow. The <clears throat> switch on it. Yeah, there's a switch on it, isn't there? Okay, here we, is it on now? Yeah, now it is. All right, well, I was just going to say just calm down, relax, 
and don't just think about Remember that these are the same people that you were telling those old, dumb, like, quick jokes at. Yeah. Right? And not just that. They're just a bunch of fuckers. And, like, you just look at them. And, look, I swear to God, in my head, I think about my high school class. And I think about how a bunch of shitheads they are. And then, like, I go, like, oh, well, if I'm not at least talking to them, you know, what am I talking at? Yeah. I need to, like, talk to somebody that I, like, needs to hear what I'm saying. And that's, like, kind of part of it, like, at least for me. Like, if I was just talking to, like, I don't know, just nothing. I don't know. It's, like, bullshit. But, like, I need to be able to think about the thing, the, like, the target in my mind and be confident in the things that you are saying. And if you believe in the things that you're saying, you'll be able to look anybody in the eye, right? Because that's what you believe in. If you believe in the thing that you say, you'll be able to look anybody in the eye and say it, right? Actually, I, no, that's my problem. <laughs> no, well, I guess maybe you don't believe what, you, or what you're saying, right? Well, like, oh, like the jokes that you are saying, mm-hmm. you don't believe in the jokes? No, I believe in them. Well, it's just scary. To, it's scary to tell people the truth. It. It's scary to tell people the truth is what I'm telling do you. Do you? Fuck wait, them. K- Casey, Casey, do you have anything else in your life? Do you have a real job or any other kind of like thing that you do with your life besides sure. comedy right now? Yeah. You have, what is that? Well, I just, I write training documents. Like I just. What does that mean? It's like basically That's like awesome. I have to go. <laughs> I, I basically do a lot of grunt work for like it's like contract writing, uh-huh. you know, or just like that kind of stuff. Like you, you know, like you write manuals and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, is there any of your own voice in anything you. that you're writing, or is it all not for work? So, but that's interesting because you're constantly cr- using a, your creative tool for something that has zero creativity in it. Yep. True. And that's so when you're practicing your craft, the way that you are constantly you're a writer, but the things that you're forced to write are these things that have no personality. So then, of course, you're like, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write these absurd things that have nothing to do with me because what you're writing, anyways, has nothing to do with you. So. I I would challenge you to just, and don't even think about it as comedy, just have like a diary or just a straight book that you force yourself to write in about anything about yourself for like... 20 minutes a day. Okay. The, the and, and, but be, but, hey, pure, be purely personal because the writing that you practice every day is banal and has no connection to yourself. Right. And the writing that you're crafting comedically also has nothing to do with yourself, but it's clever because you're using the craft of writing as like a puzzle to put things together and be comedic. Right. But so work on that part of you that's just you being personal with yourself. And then you'll see that that other craft you're using will have something to draw from. Got it. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. So I have a, another comment. I think with open mics, there's a lot of pressure to be um, at the same level as other people at the open mics because people have been doing doing them comedy for 10 years or three years, whatever, however long they've been doing it. So there's a pressure to be at the same level that they're at. Where I think that you need to look at what level you are you're at, and if you if you need to practice at looking people in the eye, just take the time of an open mic, just stare at the audience. Like, yeah, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Don't say a word. Just look at every people will laugh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eventually nice. it'll get uncomfortable enough, right? <laughs> I had a, something that from what you just said, you um are are you worried that people will disagree when you tell them what you what you're feeling? I don't know. I I think I I can't really articulate it that much. It's just like this 
I, you know, I think a lot of it is like I have that negative thought, like you're you're fucking pathetic or you're fucking stupid for expressing this. Like nobody's interested so, in this. So right? you, you think people are going to either be bored or not. bored, uninterested, um, unrelatable, uh, uh, lots of things. Just so basically any negative. Can you just let them be? Nope. Let them. Just do let it? them do that. Oh yeah. And just and just say okay, these people are bored with it, but this next group might not be. Just face the reject. Just be like, are they just going to reject it? Yeah, just- not not everyone is going to like it. Okay. Yeah, that's actually really simple and good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I just wanted to add, um, I'm by no means a comedy expert, but from a practical standpoint, like maybe just setting small goals, right? Like maybe it's like, I just want to look at one person in the eye for one joke. Like that's my goal for tonight. And maybe the next night it's like, okay, I'm going to look at two people and it's three, but like just setting small goals. Cause if you just base it off of like, I never look at anybody that's so far away, yeah. but if you put like a number to it, I know that helps me when I have a goal of my own cool thank you okay. i have one comment if so thanks for sharing all that yeah. i really appreciated like that vulnerability and I, also i think like i don't know i thought it was like funny when you were talking about your mom like i feel like yeah. there could like there is that was like really funny and how she's like japanese and christian and also how yeah. she like like you stopped going to school because of evolution like i feel like there you could like harp on that like contradiction like you know japanese like the stereotype is you know they really want you to stay in school but yeah so that was definitely a conflict like maybe just like delve into that conflict more like cool christianity kind of took over no yeah there's an irony there that's good yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks yeah. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. Casey Field. Yay. It's therapy. It's joke work. It's joke workshop. Yay. Every Monday, 6 to 8. Uh, hey, I'm excited. We're moving into a max rock block. That's a rock block of max. It's comedic max is here. It turns up to the max. Job rock max here. Mutiny radio job workshop max. I'm sorry. I'm being silly. Uh, hey, thanks, everybody, for donating your two bucks. It really does help keep the station alive and float, and we really do appreciate it, especially when you get weird free therapy. It's crazy. Uh, and it's all uh, recorded, and there's a podcast. It's available on our website. You guys can always download it. I have you all tagged. Don't worry. It'll be on your page tomorrow. Your next comedian, what a funny guy. You're really going to love him. He's so incredibly likable. Yay. Put your hands together for Max Eddie. Um, you guys, things just aren't going well with me and my girlfriend right now. Um, no, I'm fucking with you. I don't have a girlfriend. Uh, no, that was fun. Fuck, dude. I, honestly, those are conversations that people never have explicitly, but it did feel like we were in rent together right there. Like, we were just doing, like, a little support group. Like, we, we were, are all afflicted with the AIDS and... <laughs> We are coming together, you know, that's good. I was in rent, so I can say that, right? That's, is that, is that okay? Um, also, why, let's do this to the side a little bit. Um, okay, yeah, can you guys, okay, I'm gonna do uh, a joke I've been doing for a while, but I'm trying to tag it up, so just pretend you've never heard it before, okay? Um, uh, so you guys, I, I don't know if you, any of you know this, but I am bisexual. Um, and I'm, I'm not gay yet. I don't know if you've heard that. That's a joke I've got. But uh, I, uh, I told my sister I was bi, uh, and she said she doesn't believe in someone being bi. She believes you're either like gay or you're straight or 
Okay, as she stop shut the fuck up, George. <laughs> oh yeah. How about okay, here here's a little contract, George. No, shut up, shut up. You can you can say one thing for every laugh you got during your set. Does that sound good? Okay. Uh, I'll keep talking. Nope, that's not <laughs> Go back. It's recorded, so uh, check that out later. Um, now, people are trying to do fucking jokes, man. Stop. Uh, so let's get back into my uh, my sex jokes, everybody. Um, fucking a. Um, so uh, yeah, she believes you're either like gay or you're straight, or she puts it, you're gay. But she believes in dumb stuff all the time, like um, God. No, that's. <laughs> Oh, that's mean. She doesn't believe in God. But uh, she believes in like personality tests, like Myers-Briggs. Has anyone here taken Myers-Briggs? Like, uh, do you guys like believe in it? No. Nope. I do. <laughs> okay, Devorah. Uh, this is going to be fun. Uh, what's your, like, what is your, your, your type? Like, what's your Myers-Briggs type? I'm INTJ. INTJ. Is that? Introvert, intuitive, thinking, and judging. There's okay, is that, stop it. Um, is that, is that the one that likes kombucha or like, like I, I don't remember that one. I gotta, I'll figure out a tag for that. There's, that's fine, but uh, that's fine. I actually, um, uh, my sister, like she actually factors that into who she's gonna date. Uh, like she, so she's an E-N, uh, E-F-T-J. I think, and uh, her um, her ex Jeff was uh, fuck. What's the one where you cheat? <laughs> um, he was that. He was that one. IMDb. I don't. <laughs> fuck. I don't know. But <laughs> no, she actually. I had to like console her when uh, like her ex boyfriend cheated on her. She was just like, I thought like our our types were supposed to be like 99% compatible. Like how could this happen? And I was just like, maybe he was like a Virgo. I do you believe in that too? Like is, does that help? I don't. I'm not good at that stuff, man. People think I have a face like I can help you with relationship problems, and I can't. Um, and I'll write jokes for that later. Um, th okay, there we go. Um, well, okay, I spent um, half my fucking set uh, telling George to shut up, so, um, yeah, that was great. Shut, no, shut, I'll spend the, the last minute of my set telling you to shut the fuck up. People are trying to tell jokes up here, man. God damn it. It's like, we only get fucking 15 minutes a night to do this shit. Like, no one has to hear you talk. You know, if Casey spent the whole time asking a question about, like, how do I just get up here, I'll spend a minute saying, just shut the fuck up, okay? Like, I don't, god damn it, someone's gotta be the one to do it. I, I know I look like the nicest person, like I look like I'm not gonna be the guy to say that because I look like an undercover Mormon or something, but <laughs> I'll fucking, I'll tell you to shut up. Like, god damn it, like just, if you were funny, like then, yeah. I don't care, no, if he, if he, didn't fucking every single time no fucking Casey's up here fucking bearing his soul and he's just mm, just every time after everything he said it's like let him say his fucking words man let people tell their jokes okay don't I don't need fucking I don't need like critiques but I'm done uh, yeah thanks Elder Eddie everybody give it up for Elder Eddie I actually have I have some good I have some good help you wanted to tag for one of them yeah uh, and it's uh you said, I'd use it as a callback a couple times, you're gay, because it's really funny with the sister yeah. thing and you're gay. And then when you said, what are you, it's ITMJ, 
uh, you're gay. Like that would be funny to, (laughs) to do. And as a callback. And then, um, if you ever say TJ at the end, like EFTJ, I love Mexico. That place is amazing. Uh, and you know, uh, maybe if you hadn't gotten TMJ or if your sister hadn't gotten TMJ from sucking dick, it would have been okay. Or TMJ is the thing with your jaw. And so there's a thing about like getting jaw clicks or I I would just play with all those silly letters and like things that you could, I feel like there's a ton of tags to put in there with letters that make sounds that can correspond to things that aren't part of it, but why not? Yeah, exactly. I was starting of, to do that with the IMDb. Right, right, right. Just, exactly. And that's yeah. what I got it from is you already said IMDb. So yeah. like yeah, EFTJ, I love Mexico. The donkey show's amazing or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Okay. Good looking out. So you're, you asked like, what's the type that cheats? I just instantly thought like SLUT. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of, I've been, I was trying to figure out like, there's a lot of four letter words that you can do. Um, to so yeah that's that's a good one I'll like write it down yeah exactly just yeah. play with letters look yeah. first look at all the letters that you can become with that silly test yeah. and then figure out all the other dumb letters that just sort of roll off the tongue and then you'll have just tons of like matrices to correspond yeah. with you know exactly yeah. I love the Myers-Briggs premise it's just like fun because I'm, everybody's taking it I mean, everyone's take, taking that test at least once. And so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everyone, like, people people were always, like, pushing me to take it, too. Did you know to take the official Myers-Briggs, it costs 50 fucking dollars? Really? Oh. Even yeah, online? Yeah, it costs $50 online. And it gets certified to give the test $2,100 for a, a weekend seminar. It's fucking insane, right? Like, you can you can take, like, a which Pokemon are you test on Facebook for free, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's also... Um, so some of these personality tests you see on like Facebook and stuff are a big part of the uh, you know the Cambridge Analytical stuff that's happening. Oh like, no way! Yeah, yeah. Oh so my basically, God, when you take okay, yeah. I'll just tests. I'll take this time to like give you the news now. Wow. Uh, now that I'm not going to get interrupted. Wow. So uh, no, what it is is they'll uh, they'll t- uh, they were taking like people were taking those tests and then um, back before Facebook started regulating it better, um, you could take one of those tests like fucking what Pokemon are you? And th- these companies could not only harvest your data, uh, which you agreed to by signing or accepting their terms and conditions, uh, but they can harvest your friends' data, like anyone in your network. So all they had wow. to do to like get you know, access to so much of your Facebook data, they had like 5,000 data points on every American in the electorate. All they had to do was get a couple hundred thousand people to take those kinds of tests. So, um, oh, that's yeah, awful. So when it's like, which, yeah. which lipstick color should you wear? Something stupid. Shit like, or, yeah. Stupid shit like what that. What kind exactly. of cat are you? Yeah. And I'm just like, how do I, like, I, I want to make that funny and also get to that point, but there's a lot of shit. Like, yeah. that's uh, a great premise though. Yeah. Should, yeah. yeah. Also, I just want to say, I don't know if you, this, it sounded ad libbed, but like the undercover Mormon is just fucking funny. Yeah. I <laughs> thought about it like a year ago and it's fun, but, um, yeah, good looking out. <laughs> You're awesome. Um, I don't know the joke, but I thought it was funny that you were like, maybe he's a Virgo because you were making fun of like all this stupid shit and to believe in like yeah. that. Like, I don't know. I, didn't, I was like, that's interesting though. That's it, the one thing. Yeah. I was trying to figure out cause, um, I've always thought of Myers-Briggs as like, it feels like, uh, pretentious astrology like it's like oh i've like astrology like got a bachelor's in media studies or something like that's what it always felt like to me yeah so um i should why don't i just say those things i think that's fucking see casey this is what you gotta do you just realize you think and you're like oh fuck i have jokes that's cool but um but yeah no i'll i'll play around with that and, and figure it out but yeah thank you guys so much sorry about that, that hey was, no it's yeah. good to be honest max eddie 
And you guys, this is, I mean, we, we create whatever the community is here and however it works. And, you know, we're the ones that tolerate what's here and what's not. So it's good to speak your mind and make this. And as Casey did, you guys can spend your time doing whatever you want. If you ever want to practice an eight minute set, cause you know, it's upcoming. Fuck the comments. I'll just give you eight minutes. You know what I mean? Like this place is for you to work out your shit in other places in front of people that are going to be here and are going to listen and the right people stay and the right people are paying attention to give comments. So like use this space and do that then say things that are bothering you because I mean you can't do it everywhere and brainwash doesn't exist anymore uh, so <laughs> there you go uh, and thanks to you guys for donating two dollars we really appreciate it your next comedian he had a great set last Friday at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse it was great for him to fill in at the last minute and I will finish this Max Rock block to the max by pronouncing his name right everybody put your hands together for Max Moa can he god damn it I can't <laughs> Moa Shani Moa Oh man, I was. I don't have any one, so I was gonna do a five. Mo-a-tanine, but. Mo-a-tanine. I don't know. Do you wanna? <laughs> I'm dumb, I'll dumb. give you one more chance, Pam. Do you have, how bad? Max, 